I'm Richard Hill, and we have an interesting program coming right at you right now, which is an interview with a grassroots group based on the shoreline in Connecticut. It's called Save Our Shoreline. It's a grassroots group that has come together to fight the proposed Tweed Airport expansion in East Haven. It's a massive expansion, as we were about to hear. Let's bring our guests on. Are you all there, folks? I got Matt Lieber. Here, yeah. Thank you, Richard. Good evening. Thank you so much for uh, for doing this. This is great. Gretel Galicio, are you with us? You got it. All yes, right. thank you. I am. All right. Excellent. Good connection, too. And uh, Shirley McCarthy. Right. Yes. My old pal from the RTM. <laughs> yeah. The battles we fought there, right? Well, you're back at it, Shirley. Save our shoreline group. That's great that you've got you know, a new target in your sights. Why don't we start mm-hmm. by having one of you give the background to this whole problem? How did this expansion sort of become you know, the uh, gleam in <laughs> somebody's <laughs> eye so that it gestated and uh, was, was born into a, a, like a full-blown attempt to make a Tweed Airport a major airport hub? Sure. Well, uh, this is Gretel. Uh, Let me take a crack at that. I happen to be the lone New Haven resident among us. And it is, in fact, New Haven that is uh, owns the airport and is, you know, uh, responsible for its management. Um, And the airport's been here since 1931. It's always been a tiny rinky-dink thing. Um, But there have been efforts to expand it over the years, going back decades. Um, And it has. In fact, in 2009, it was expanded very, very uh, in a very limited way. Really, the safety zones were expanded um, to accommodate certain commercial um, prop planes and such. Um, And this was done um, as part of an agreement by the city of New Haven, the town of East Haven and the Tweed Airport Authority. Uh, agreeing that, and actually agreeing to a statutorily uh, mandated memorandum of agreement that after that small safety expansion, Tweed would not expand anymore at all. That it would stay at its current capacity and it would just go on forever as this little sweet puddle jumping place. Um, however, time goes on, uh, administrations change, and uh, in 2019, that memorandum of, under, of agreement that uh, under which all the shoreline towns, uh, you know, from Milford to Madison, really have could considered as kind of a covenant of trust, protecting our environment, our health. That memorandum of, of agreement was invalidated by a federal court, um, and so Tweed won. Tweed won the uh, uh, permission, the, the right to expand if they could. And the community lost. So uh, that was 2019. That was set aside. 2021, Tweed submits an updated master plan proposing this massive expansion of its facilities, including a runway extension of uh, half a mile or so. The runway is now slated to be the same length as those at LaGuardia. Um, It will include a new six-gate terminal on the East Haven side, which is about four and a half times the size of the current terminal, an additional 1,500 or more parking spaces, plus, of course, all the constant traffic flow that's going to come in and out of those. Um, It forecasts, you know, a sort of a gradually increasing level of operations that could go up to a million annual employments. And that's from the level of about 75,000 annual employments in 2018, pre-COVID. Essentially, they are now, they're trying to give Bradley a run for their money. But all of this is on land, 
which is entirely in a FEMA-designated flood zone. It sits only about one to six feet above sea level. It's surrounded by critically important and fragile wetlands and a well-established, dense residential area, which also happens to be adjacent to several Connecticut-designated environmental justice communities. So that's what we're facing. That's what we're staring down, and that's what we are actively trying to prevent. Wow. Thank you so much for that slam-bam assessment of what's coming at you guys on the shoreline. I'm on the shoreline, too, so I'm trying to be objective here, but it's, it's difficult hearing that. Just to mention, by the way, Gretel is a, an East Haven resident who will be directly impacted if this uh, change well, interestingly, if I could just interrupt, I'm actually in New Haven. I'm on the New Haven side. Oh, you're still in New Haven? Um, I'm still in New Haven. Okay. And in fact, you know, the, the majority of these direct impacts, and I've been living next to Tweed for 25 years or so, um, but the majority of these direct impacts are going to be shifted over onto the East Haven side. That's where the new terminal will be built and the, the streets, uh, the right now public property of East Haven, Proto Drive, will be annexed essentially by the airport so yes i'm in new haven but matt i believe on this call is in east haven yeah and shirley is branford resident but just to clarify that there is a fine line between new haven and east haven when you get up toward you know townsend avenue and that area is that is that where you're located Yes, I'm just off of Townsend Avenue. Mm -hmm. And it's true, there is a fine line. In fact, we even share a zip code. Um, uh-huh. Although, believe me, I'm, I'm paying New Haven taxes. Uh, <laughs> but but that, does, that raises an, a, an important point here in terms of the way the governance of this flows. New Haven owns the airport, technically. And New Haven alone, therefore, had the authority to negotiate and sign a 43-year lease to the Tweed Airport Authority, which is now making this master plan possible. East Haven, one of Connecticut's environmental justice communities, as, which, as you say, is a stone's throw away, had absolutely no voice in it whatsoever. And they're pretty much having to take what, they, what comes their way. So, Matt Lieber, you are a, an East Haven resident. Tell us what it looks like from your perspective and anything else you'd like to add to what Gretel started with. Yes, thank you, Richard, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to you and to your listeners on WPKN this evening about the Tweed Airport expansion, which uh, is alarming and promises to be, uh, should it go through as its proponents would like, uh, to be uh, severely impactful in across many categories. Um, so I'm, I'm prepared to share with you a bit about the economics of, it, of expansion, um, which are quite interesting. I think a lot of your listeners are going to learn some new facts that are huge. Um, but first, I just want to say that we're talking about East Haven and New Haven, and Shirley is going to talk about, and I'll, I'll allude to the effects this will have from Milford to Madison to Wallingford to Bethany, mm. uh, 360,000, um, you know, within within the zones affected environmentally and, and in terms of health, um, also fiscally. But but getting to the um, economics of expansion for New Haven area and its residents, they are alarming, Richard. The official line that airport expansion advocates tout that expansion will be good for business and thereby good for greater New Haven raises serious doubts. First, expansion, we know, brings definite harms to the health of our people, our ecology, and equity in a very unequal society, uh, while airport proponents simply dismiss these, these harms. Um, secondly, the idea wrapped in their argument uh, is that the absence of flights is the single thing holding back firm creation in New Haven. 
this is a false claim. And airport advocates provide no reliable evidence for it, just fluff. Uh, rather, in fact, Maven has a long history of losing firms and headquarters, which we know all too well. Um, and it has a recent biotech burst going in the other direction, which we're thrilled to see. All of which stem from many reasons, the least of which is an airport that flies to Florida 25 times a day or, or to other leisure destinations, which actually is a third key point about the business argument in validating it. The airline chosen for the expansion of Velo Airlines is an ultra-low-cost carrier that serves leisure markets and destinations. It avoids deliberately business travel. So airport expansion is not really about business, it seems, in fact. <clears throat> but huh, what, what about the business of the airport, the airport deal? What is that deal? And, and who does it benefit? Who loses? The deal is privatization of Tweed Airport to absentee owners. As, as Gretel pointed out, Tweed Airport Authority negotiated a unique 43-year lease with a Goldman Sachs-owned airport manager, Avports, for $1. They considered no alternative uses. They solicited no competitive bids. Richard, imagine you had a 400-acre territory in your imaginary kingdom without that was, could be better utilized. Do you think maybe you would entertain more than one enterprising group's offer <laughs> on how to use that? Maybe, but they didn't. So how this will work, how does it work? It's strange. Avports will manage capital investments funded by the U.S. taxpayers. The 70 to $100 million in airport improvement upgrades, which have already started in large amounts in the last four years, those are being paid and will be paid by federal subsidy programs over 43 years. At least 90% will come from the U.S. government programs up to maybe 100%, not from the private owners. The deal of the negotiated lease incentivizes the manager and the carrier to monetize every last bit of the territory. So where does that leave us? The, what recourse for asserting public control and community concerns and interests? Zero. As private equity-owned corporations, look them up, their owners up. You'll find nothing, no 10Ks, no annual reports, and they will tell us what they want to tell us when they want to tell us. So who will benefit? Uh, surprise, surprise, uh, the privileged. Yale faculty and students, affluent travelers, many not coming from or going to Greater New Haven. Private equity owners, if it succeeds, take the profits away. They don't live here. Bearing the costs, inhabitants across the region, especially residents in the poor communities, and across the region, taxpayers, property owners, employers, will bear material economic costs from climate resilience degraded, from property values going down, and from other risks. If, if it flops, who's left with this? So all in all, the economics of expansion, the more I look into it, of a New Haven public resource are bad. I'm alarmed. I think your listeners should be alarmed and should be asking questions. Yeah. Matt Lieber, thank you so much for that introduction to the issue of, you know, the economic issues behind the airport and the big players and the, and the money to be made by apparently private equity firms. Is the Goldman Sachs Avport, is that what it's called? Is that a public 
company? Are there stockholders in that company? Avports is owned by, is the airport manager, and they manage uh, airports around the country. I think they, they're owned by the uh, West Street Global Infrastructure Partners for a, a, a private equity fund of, of Goldman Sachs that you can find very little about on the Internet. Uh, no, they're, they're not a public company. They're okay. Yeah, just wanted to clarify that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, one other question about the, um, the plan for the airport. You mentioned that there's only one carrier that's, that would be using this expanded facility. Is that correct, or, is, or would other companies have access to it? That's the situation presently. The air, aviation industry is going through an enormous transition with fuel costs, with technology, um, the, the chair, the CEO of, of Apollo Airlines, which is the one carrier now, uh, the only carrier, uh, said as much when asked about his five-year plans that he couldn't predict uh, uh, even if they'd be there. Um, so, um, you know, getting getting another airline is, is not easy. Um, they had American Airlines and and they left and and mm. um, you know. So this is what I think what they were able to get. They they got it, but it just doesn't it doesn't make sense with the, the whole sale. Um, that uh, airport proponents have put out, that it's about business. Yeah. Uh, it's about something else. Well, we can speculate as to the other factors that are behind this thing. But let's turn now to Shirley McCarthy, who is, by the way, Dr. Shirley McCarthy. She's an MD, but also a PhD and a professor emeritus at Yale School of Medicine. And she uh, currently chairs the Branford Ad Hoc Clean Energy Committee, and is a member of the Branford Community Forest Commission. She's lived in Branford for 40 years. So, Shirley, we fought some battles in the past around environmental issues. Tell us about Mm -hmm. the environmental problems posed by this project. Okay, thanks. So anyway, I just think it's unconscionable to expand at this site that was never meant to be a large airport. Because airport communities are associated with higher rates of pervasive health concerns, a study of SeaTac Airport in the Seattle and Kings County area showed that compared to the rest of the county, communities within 10 miles of the airport reported a greater percentage of infants born prematurely and or with low birth weight, higher hospitalization rates for asthma, stroke, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, heart disease, and diabetes and a lower life expectancy. There were higher rates of death overall, and in several measures, the rates of poor health outcomes were worse the closer you lived to the airport. For example, higher hospitalization rates for uh, death due to heart disease and heart disease, higher rates of death from all causes, including cancer such as lung cancer, and other studies have shown a higher incidence of leukemia. Uh, a study recently published 2022 in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology demonstrated that prenatal, this is in utero exposure, to ambient air pollution was associated with early life immune perturbations conferring risk of allergic rhinitis and asthma. And per the Data Haven study, while residents of New Haven are more than twice as likely to be hospitalized or seek ER department help for asthma than the state average, In the East Haven neighborhood directly adjacent to the proposed expansion, that number is almost triple the state average. Now, globally, air pollution causes over 6.5 
million deaths each year, and this number is increasing. Lead and other chemicals are responsible for 1.8 million deaths each year globally. There is no safe level of lead. It causes permanent brain damage in children. And as you know, lead has been removed from automobile gas, but it hasn't been removed from airplane gas. Very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This study uh, done in environmental research demonstrated that premature death increases within 12.5 miles of an airport. Now, that's 11 towns rich around Tweed. 11 towns. These premature deaths were due to long-term exposure to aviation attributable particulate matter, i.e. PM 2.5 and ozone. And these authors led estimated the cost healthcare $21 billion per year. Comparing these costs to other societal costs of aviation, they are on the same order of magnitude as global aviation attributable climate costs and one order of magnitude larger than aviation attributable accident and noise costs. And speaking of noise, noise is a health hazard. It decreases sleep, increases use of psychotropic meds, impairs cognitive function, increases the incidence of hypertension, myocardial infarction, and stroke, decreases academic performance of children by impairing their cognitive skills, such as attention, reading, working memory, and therefore decreases standardized test scores and increases hyperactivity. You mentioned uh, environment, so I'm, I'm going to say just a couple of things about wildlife if I have the time. You may or may not know that the planet has lost 70% of its wildlife in the last 50 years. North America has lost 3 billion birds in the last 50 years, and insects are going extinct at eight times the high vertebrate extinction, all human cause. So we have to also protect wildlife, and that area is a major migratory bird pathway and the loss of the wetlands will be devastating for a number of reasons, including including coastal resilience. So this triad of air pollution I mentioned above, climate change, and biodiversity loss are key global environmental issues of our time, as I'm sure you understand, Rich. And I think we have to do something about it. Act urgently. Expanding tweed is wrong, just plain wrong. Thank you. Well, thank you, Shirley. I think... We are approaching the wall of time that will force us to end this conversation to wrap it up. But as we wrap up, let's talk about the group that you've started and what kind of agenda you have to push, you know, push back against the tweet expansion and, and, and how you're spreading the word and how people can get involved. Mm-hmm. Could I, could, this is Gretel, could I jump in for a second just to make a very clear point that I, I think none of us have made quite strongly enough that is to understand that this master plan that's proposed by tweed is not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination this is not something locked in it's not something that can't be avoided the lease that new haven signed with tweed yes that's been signed that's their book that's their lease but whether tweed is able to actually undertake this massive expansion that is an open question still it is not a done deal and so uh groups like shirley and matt save our shoreline and the one that i am affiliated with which is called Ten Thousand hawks as shirley uh mentions you know this neighbor this neighborhood here sits under the atlantic flyway we've got Ten Thousand hawks every november sitting in our trees um 
We are all working really hard, and it's not just us. There are allied environmental groups such as Save Our Save the Sound, who have taken an active role in urging the FAA, really demanding from the FAA that instead of this very kind of lightweight environmental assessment of the project, which is currently underway, that it be subjected to a thorough, rigorous environmental impact statement that will thoroughly uncover in a very scientifically rigorous way what the harms to the environment, to the societies around here, to the, to the people, to the wildlife, to the wetlands, all of it. And that's what we as, as allies are actively pushing for. So please let you know, others chime in here. I just want to make that clear. Let me just interject. I mean, you mentioned that you would be asking for these, this kind of very in-depth assessment of the environmental impact. Isn't that a federally required? I mean, uh, with a project of this size, isn't that sort of a no, no argument situation? Well, it, it shouldn't be, I would say, and save the sound, and their attorneys certainly agree um, that it is, that it should be legally sort of just, just automatic. What is required, absolutely, is the lower level of environmental review, regulatory review, that the airport is current, that the master plan is currently undertaking. It's just called an environmental assessment. Tweed's own engineering company is, is doing it. They, they're pretty much checking a few boxes. When they're finished, which we expect to be uh, sometime in the next month, they will submit that to the FAA, and the FAA will review it. They will then hold a 30-day public comment period, which we're really eager to get as many people activated in uh, as possible. And then they will rule on whether, you know, no problem, this is not a big deal, go ahead, tweed, expand, or no, we need to take a much deeper look at this, let's have an environmental impact statement. So we're we're in the initial stages, and we're really hoping to, to push it into the, the deeper, uh, more rigorous environmental impact stage, which... If I could yeah. jump in quickly, I just want to add that we've been disappointed in our elected leaders. Richard, it should be automatic, but, but our electeds have not been that quick to, to demand that. And so we urge the, the listeners who are concerned to learn more and to voice your concerns to your elected leaders to go online and, and join us and, and sign our petition on change.org demanding an environmental impact statement. All right, change.org, uh, which is the re- yeah. platform for many important issues. And this one can be found by searching for the Tweed Airport expansion, I suppose? Yes. Okay. Tweed Airport environmental impact statement. All right. And, and just one more question on that, Gretel and, and perhaps others. When, when you said that there's this uh, process going on, with the city of New Haven trying to figure out if, if the uh, there's been enough research into the the environmental impact. Is that a, a pressure point where the public could weigh in and apply uh, pressure to get people to do the right thing at, at the city level? Well, I'm not a lawyer, but my sense of it is that New Haven, as an authority, as an entity, signed away its right to to do much more. I would urge any New Haven residents or people in the county to call Mayor Ellick or call the Board of Aldermen and just say, listen, we're not happy with this and you need to ask for an environmental impact statement. But unfortunately, New Haven, it's not in New Haven's hands right now. It's in the hands of the FAA. Um, That environmental assessment that's being done right now is not being done by New Haven itself. It's being done by the Tweed Airport Authority. And uh, so, yes, we're, we're really 
we're really focused on the federal regulatory level right now. That's where the pressure point is. And as Matt said, the petition that, that Save Our Shoreline is circulating is going to be submitted to the FAA. I mean, it's, it's, yes, it will be copied to local electeds, of course, because they have essentially been derelict in their duty thus far. But we're, we're really focusing in on that regulatory process because that is, that is where uh, any protections we have are, are going to be brought to bear. Um, and I would yeah. add, um, if I could, that sure. the, another good source for information, uh, you can read Save Our Sounds letter, a whole bunch of other uh, news reports and such, and just background on this, is at the website for the group I belong to, which is 10,000hawks, all one word, dot org. So thanks. Yeah, thank you for that. That's I did look at that site today, and it's definitely worth a look. Just so we clarify, though, there are two SOSs. One is Save Our Shoreline, which is um, a more recent uh, iteration, and then Save Our Sound, which is a longstanding environmental group that's sort of fighting the same issues. And obviously, you guys are probably in, in a close alliance with them as, as this battle goes forward. Folks, I want to thank you very much for joining us. That's Gretel Galicio, Matt Lieber, and Shirley McCarthy, who are fighting this battle through their grassroots group, Save Our Shoreline. I think there's a, an email address that people may or may not be welcome to use. Is that, should I give that out? Yes, please. Please, please contest. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. And, uh, at so, Save Our Shoreline, CT at gmail.com. Okay. To find is, out more to link in with us. Is there a face group, Facebook group? Coming there is for 10,000 <laughs> Hawks. Okay. Um, so you could look up 10,000 Hawks. And we actually, I think our Facebook page links to Save Our Shoreline. I mean, we're, we're all in this together. So if you find one of us, you, you find us all. Indeed. All right. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Let's uh, hope that the word goes out loud and, and far from this chat we've had tonight. Thank you, right, for, thank you, thank you for being on, Rich. Thank okay. you so much. Good evening. Good, good night. Have good a night. great have a good one. Good night. Bye-bye.